0: I pray that the words you hear will not be persuasive words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith will not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God.
1: Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, there's a word in my spirit. I'm trying to give a title to it. But if I'm to venture giving a title, perhaps I'll call it the riches of Christ. It's taken from the book of Ephesians. You know, the book of Ephesians in the New Testament, a lot of theologians, actually not just theologians, preachers as well, who are also theologians, uh, believe that it's probably the most uh, the, the the church at ephesus was probably one of the healthiest churches in the time of 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 paul and all his missionary journeys and they say that the letter he wrote to the church of ephesus at ephesus was probably a, a church you write to, to, a, to a, a, a an epistle you write to a healthy church and 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 if you read the book of ephesians it's full of a lot of a lot of wonderful language a lot of a lot of depth in it. And we just want to explore some of that. And God willing, by His grace, I might bring out some of that in the in the future times that we have to share with one another. I, I want to read just a, a number of verses from chapter 3 of Ephesians. So I'm going to read, it's a bit of a lengthy read, bear with me, from verse 1 to 13. For this reason I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles, surely you have heard of the administration of God's grace that was given to me for you. That is the mystery made known to me by revelation, as I've already written briefly. So Paul is referencing a letter that he had written before, but now he's expanding on it. Um, In reading this, verse 4, then you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to people in other generations, as it has been now revealed by the Spirit to God's holy apostles and prophets. This mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles have are heirs together with Israel and members together of one body and share us together in the promise in Christ Jesus. I'm reading from the New International Version. Verse 7... I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given to me through the working of his power. Although I am less than the least of all of God's people, the grace was given me to preach to the Gentiles the boundless, unsearchable riches of Christ and to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God who created all things. Verse 10, which is... Is one of the key verses. His intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms according to his purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. In him and through faith in him. Who is him? Christ, that we may approach God with, with, with freedom and confidence. Just maybe perhaps I'll title this, this, uh, this disposition, The Riches of Christ. You see, Ephesus was a capital city in, in the subdivision of the Roman Empire. It was the second largest city in the Roman Empire at the time. You know, Ephesus was a port city. So it had a big port that was full of, that would bring them, you know, a lot of ships. So it was a port city. There was a port business, was thriving. Ephesus was a rich city. Ephesus actually was probably the richest city in that dispensation because they had a lot of proceeds, a lot of things coming through the harbor. They were doing a lot of trade, a lot of commerce. So it was a rich city. So when you read the book of Ephesians, you would discover that Paul uses Such as riches, such as wealth, such as abundance, because he's speaking to a people that will understand that language. Because Ephesus was a rich, if I actually looking it up, Ephesus actually had over 500,000 people living in it at the time. They had Five, over five hundred thousand. There are still some aspects of that city of Ephesus that you can you know, actually go to Turkey now and I still see some of the some of the leftover ruins of Ephesus. They, they had a they had a they had a citadel. That, rather, they, they had a, a coliseum, like a, a gathering, a stadium that sat fifty five thousand people. Can you imagine those years? You could build a stadium that would seat fifty five thousand people. I mean, it's amazing. It was a, the, a theater. I mean, they they had. So So many riches, but beyond just the physical wealth, this was a church that was healthy. This was a church that Paul felt stirred by the Spirit to write to them about the wealth of the believer. So theologians will break down the book of Ephesians into three categories. Some will do it into two categories, but for the purpose of our discussion today, it'll just be three categories. Number one, the wealth of the believer. So chapters one to three of Ephesians captures the wealth of the believer. Number two, the walk of the believer. Chapters four and five of Ephesians captures the work. W-O-R-K. The work of the believer. What you and I are supposed to do to accomplish that. Then, number, number three, which is the last chapter of Ephesians, chapter six, which Bible readers, you know that, is the warfare of the believer. So it talks to us about principalities and powers and things of that nature. And of course, about the armor of Christ. So, so we have the, the wealth of the believer. The walk of the believer and the and the and the warfare of the believer, but what is the purpose of the ministry of Paul? You see, I know a preacher that once said that if the purpose of, a, of an item is not known, that abuse is inevitable. so one of the desires of our hearts is to discover the purpose for which we are on earth. so Paul discovered his purpose for which he was in Christ, and that purpose was revealed in the third chapter of the book of Ephesians. Some of you might already know it, but verse four says, in reading this, Paul is writing, in reading this, you, the Ephesian church, might be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to people in other generations, but has now been revealed by the Spirit to the whole through God's holy prophets. This mystery is that through the gospel, You see, Paul is saying, I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given to me by the working of his power. Paul is saying, this is the reason why I was commissioned to unveil this mystery, this mystery of Christ. What is the mystery? Several levels of this mystery. Number one, the first mystery is that God is forming a new body. Why is that important? You see, before then, in the old days, what you had was, 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 the, was, um, was the church of Israel, so to speak. I couldn't even call it the church of Israel. We had the people of Israel who knew God as Jehovah. They have the patriarchs. They have the faith. Now the Gentiles were so to speak, forgive my language, were kind of like the outcast. But that was the outcast to the Jews because God told them that yours is the yours is the revelation. Yours is the is the revelation of God. Remember, these people saw God on Mount Sinai. They saw God come down in his glory. They were the people called and named by God after himself. So as far as the Jew is concerned, they were God's people and that is 100% correct. But you see, God had something in mind. God had in mind the whole world. And God's design was that he will use the Jews as an example, as the people of Israel, as a pattern of what he will now do to the whole of human race, the, the Gentiles, which is you and I, unless you're from Israel. Now, now the Bible now records that this was the mystery that was hidden in God that is now being revealed by the Spirit in the dispensation of Christ. Now, why is it being revealed now? Because it is for this time, for this season. Now, this is the mystery, that a new body will be formed. It will not be the body of Jews per se. It will be a new body where the Gentiles and the Jews come together as a new body in Christ. The word in the Hebrew... It, in the Greek is called sumosis. Sumosis is a new body, not an old body. So the Gentiles are not coming to join with the Jews to become a new type of Jews. No, no, no. The Bible says it's sumosis. A new body is being formed. That's why I said, behold, you are a new creation. If anyone is in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5, 7, if anyone is in Christ, you have become a new creation. You become a new creature. So that is an opportunity that you and I have in case you don't know Jesus is to accept him and you become a new creation. You've never been seen before. You've never been heard of before. And that is what Paul came to teach us, that in this mystery is the dispensation where we now become a new body, a new creation. And what is that body? That body is simply called the church. And that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God is about to be revealed. And in that, Paul is teaching us that there are the riches of Christ. And I'll take on the riches of Christ in the next message. But let me just emphasize the manifold wisdom of God. I want to end with one one statement. Verse 10. The Bible says his intent is that now through the church, remember, the church is now the new body, okay? The church is the new body, the somosis, the new body that is formed from the union between the Jews and the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, because it's in Christ, okay? He said his intent is now that through the church, through you and I, if we are believers, okay, through the Jews that are believers, through the through those that are believers, his intent is that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God. Should be made known to the rulers and authorities in heavenly realms according to his eternal purpose, which he accomplished in Christ Jesus. So, what is that by, What What's that scripture saying? That scripture is saying that we are actually the ones that are supposed to teach the principalities and the powers, the angels. We're supposed to go, they come to watch us and they see the manifold wisdom of God being displayed. That is, that means if you and I are not taking our place in the body of Christ, which is the church, that is. Is something about the wisdom of God that will not be revealed there is an aspect of the wisdom of God that will not be revealed so what I'm trying to say what the Spirit of God is trying to say through me is this you and I have a part to play if you go missing if I go missing there is a dimension of the manifold wisdom of God that will not be displayed you see because you and I make up the body of Christ We are supposed to complement each other and display the glory of God to the principalities and to the powers. We're supposed to display it to the powers, so to speak, that be. We're supposed to be a body of Christ that begins to display the manifold wisdom of God. The Bible says that the joint works perfectly according to the power that walks through the joints. That means you and I have a part to play. If I don't take up my role, if you don't take up your role, there's an aspect of the manifold wisdom of God that is not going to be displayed. So my question to you tonight, today is, what is your role? What is your purpose? Have you found your place in the body of Christ? Have you found your dispensation, the stewardship that has been given to your charge? What is your... Because Paul said that he had a stewardship to the Gentiles. Okonomia, that's the Greek word, okonomia. It's, it's like a responsibility. So you and I in Christ, we have a responsibility. I have a role to play that is different from your role. But your role and my role are supposed to complement each other. So if you're not in the body, if you've not taken your place, there is a, ma- a aspect of the wisdom of God that will not be displayed. So I want to encourage you take up your place in the body of Christ take your place let us fulfill the purpose for which we were sent on the earth and maybe you're listening to us today and you don't yet know him it's so simple the Bible says if you believe with your heart that Jesus died for you and you confess your sins with your mouth and believe in your heart you will be saved I can pray with you today it's so simple just ask Lord Jesus come into my heart and be my Lord and save you forgive me all my sins i receive you today as my lord and savior and just like that you're a child of god just like that you were born again you are now part of the body of christ now i encourage you find a bible believing church that you may discover your purpose begin to read the word of god that you may find your place in the body of christ so that you and i through the Spirit of Christ will display the manifold wisdom of God. Thank you so much for joining us today. Remember, you have a path to play, and God is banking on you. God bless you.
0: You've been listening to a message from Spread the Word Global Ministries right, dear? If you'd like more information, you can contact us at info at spreadthewordglobalministries.org or info at spreadthewordnow.org or through our website at www.spreadthewordglobalministries.org. Our phone number is 587-377-7745. Thank you. Bye for now.